Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you, from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs, Jamie. And she's like six feet tall, by the way. So it's like I practically motorboated her. Paula. It's like you're there, then your vibrator runs out of batteries or something. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It's the Ugly Truth. We are at episode 150. Is it 151 or 152? 152. 152. Ugh, ugh. Hello, Paula. Hello. Welcome. Thank you, listeners, for listening to our show. We are growing ever so slightly, like a man on Viagra. Slowly <laughs> but surely, we'll get there to full staff. But thank you. We are clearly getting shared. You're passing us around, and it's working, so thank you so much for that. Thank you for downloading us, and welcome to The Ugly Truth, everyone! Paula, you and I did not hang out for the UFC this last week. We did not, which actually was probably a good thing, considering it was like Hurricane Katrina outside. Well, there was a couple things. First... Daryl didn't realize that the UFC 196, I believe, was that weekend. He thought it was this coming weekend. And so it was like a last minute thing. And I said, well, no, we're we're getting the fight. I mean, we we are absolutely getting the fight. And so uh, at the last minute, we invited Tom and Kim, our, my BFF and husband, like our little BFF couple. Mm-hmm. And so they came over. You got the fight just for you and your family, correct? You guys didn't have a party or anything? No, we had a small gathering of our apartment complex friends. You did? Just a small gathering. We have our little friends upstairs. They have two little girls that mm-hmm. our daughter plays with. And uh-huh. then also um, our neighbor friend, Raj, he came over. <laughs> so You have a friend named Raj? Yeah, he's the maintenance guy. But Victor and oh, him sweet. Victor and him are pretty good friends. And so um, we were just letting everyone know that was around. Like, hey, you know, we're going to have the fight. Come in, you know, drink a soda if you want to you know watch the fight you know feel free to pass in pass out whatever you want to do and uh we're, we're watching the fight interesting well we we did uh get it and we re- start recording so that we can kind of fly through all the promo stuff yeah that's what and we get did. to the meat of the fight and so you know of course we went i watched the weigh-ins for the most part um you know the conor mcgregor nate diaz thing was amazing to watch the weigh-ins you know all the shit talking was awesome and so we're watching it i almost started crying when misha tate won (laughs) i was so excited were you really i love her she's my most favorite fighter she has been since i started watching women in the mma world and i was like if anyone can overcome holly holm it's going to be misha tate because holly holm is um a kickboxer Mm -hmm. and when you watch the fight although misha tate was losing um Holly Holm practiced clearly how to get out of takedowns. Right. Because she was so good at it for so many rounds, for the whole fight, the whole five rounds for right. the most part. But she's not a jujitsu person. And so Misha Tate is. And when she finally got her and would not let go, which was like heroic, by the way, standing up and not letting go. 
you have to admit, though, Holly Holmes' attempts at trying to get out of it, those were pretty dang heroic moves. They were. They absolutely were. But she made a mistake. She turned around yeah. and put herself in a rear naked choke. And so Misha Tate choked her out and she fell asleep. I admire the fact that Holly Holm went out punching. I loved it. <laughs> that was, yeah, she did not tap. She was boxing she her way. To tap. She was boxing her way out of that move. I loved that a lot. I thought that was really cool. She made one mistake and yeah. that's all it takes in the UFC or in MMA in general. One mistake yeah. and you're going to lose. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why I love the UFC. I love the way they market their shit. Yeah. And then the big event, the um, and it wasn't a title fight like I thought. I was completely mistaken. Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. And, you know, the thing is, is that Kim, you know, she decided to play the role of Paula at our house and went on social media right before the fight. And we were about, I think we were about five minutes behind um, by the time we caught up to the Conor McGregor fight. So the fight had already ended and Kim was on uh, Facebook and she went, oh, and I go, what did you do? What did you do? She goes, nothing. I go, what did you see? She goes, I, I just, my friend just said two great fights. And I'm like, so the fight's already over? And she's like, I, yeah. And we're like, and all of us were like, no, why did you look? Why did you look? And she's like, I'm so sorry. We're like, well, don't tell us who won. She goes, I don't know who won. And I'm like, okay, she's lying, but that's okay. She's not telling us. So we're sitting there and we're watching it. And, you know. Who were you rooting for, by the way? We weren't rooting for either. I wasn't rooting for anybody. I, didn't, okay, I, I did was, not care. I know who you were yeah, rooting for. I was Nate Diaz all the way i know <laughs> and we had if you've already forgotten you and i had this discussion last week where i was like i would love to see nate diaz win okay. because he deserves do you not remember our discussion on the show you last know, week? i can't remember what i had for breakfast jamie <laughs> okay well unfortunately we did have this discussion and i already told you that i i would have i i really wanted to see nate diaz have some success because okay. he's been in this his brother's shadow his whole life so it would have okay. been it's great anyway so Bruce Buffer announces it, announces the corners. They're ready to just jump in there. Oh my of god! Course. Did you see how far apart they were? Like they're Did like, you see how many did... security guards there were? <laughs> Wasn't that funny? It was hysterical. It was god. hysterical. I loved it. It was like and trying so, to keep like two pit bulls apart. It was it was awesome. And so the last thing we see is a close up shot of Conor McGregor getting ready to jump into the ring. They're getting ready to say and go right, mm -hmm. and we get a power surge. Oh, my God. Everything turns off. Oh, and then, my God. Are you kidding me? No. Flickers back on. And we're like, no, what? And so we had to reboot our DVR. We had to reboot. We, we ran through the house and to turn everything off. I'm like, turn everything off. We need all the power to go to the television. Yeah, like, that's really? going to help. <laughs> I'm literally running through the house, turning off lights and turning off the computers. And I'm like, we need all the power to go to the TV. And I said, is it recording? Is it recording? And he's like, no, it's all off. I'm like, turn it on. Oh, my God. So I'm like, don't anybody turn on their social media. Just wait a second. Because if it's still recording, we're good. So we get everything booted back up. It was recording. And so we kept watching it. And then whenever the surge hit, it was 30 seconds before the takedown. We never saw the tap. We never saw it. Our DVR stopped recording. Last thing we saw was Nate punch him in the face and he getting wobbly. 
okay. McGregor was getting wobbly. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to, he's going to knock him out. He's going to knock him out while he is talking shit. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, we were so excited. Well, that's when it started to get good. So you really didn't miss anything. Well, yes, we did. <laughs> that was yes, kind of, that was kind of the beginning of the second round. I know. And then the DVR had stopped recording. And so we literally, it went to TV and we were on Fox News 1. And so the first thing we see when it stopped, when the recording stopped because of the power surge is McGregor loses his first UFC fight. And we're oh, like, are you effing kidding me? No. We missed all of it. Oh, we missed. No. We spent $70 <laughs> and Mother Nature <laughs> fucked us in the ass. We were so mad. We, we sat through all, with the exception of the Holly Holm and Misha Tate fight, those fights were so boring and tedious. And then we get to the last 30 seconds of the night and it didn't record. I'm like, why are we being punished? Why are we being punished? What did we do? We literally saw nothing. Nothing. We were so disappointed. I can't. It's like, I don't even know how, what, what, like, like you're almost there. And then it's like, nope, never mind. I know. It's over. Right? God, it's like you're there. Then your vibrator runs out of batteries or something. Yep. Pretty much. And there's not a D battery in the house. And so, meanwhile, on the other end of town, I'm yes. watching the fight. The way I, I would describe it is Nate was the cat and Connor was the mouse. And he just started batting him around. Yes. Like a cat does to a mouse. And mm -hmm. Connor started to get wobbly. He, he did. got more wobbly. He got more wobbly. Yeah. And then Nate just started. And it's not like Nate was being cruel or anything like no, that. No, no, no. They were fighting. They were just having a fight. And for someone who has just taken so much shit talking from Connor, he wasn't even going <laughs> at him with a vengeance. He was just fighting, you know? Well, I have to tell you, I hope you've learned a lesson through this fight, Paula, that this is all for show because Connor McGregor was a gentleman and very respectful at the end. Oh, that's bullshit. Paula, are you I kidding heard me? him and he was just trying to save face. That guy is a no. piece of shit. Oh my God. You, you know what? You need to learn about what sportsmanship is because that is, you are full of shit because he is a professional at the and talking crap Jamie. is how you sell tickets. At the weigh-in. It's all tickets. The day before at the weigh-in, he says, I've never seen a skinny guy look so fat. I know. It's all talk. All of it. Even, and the Diaz brothers, the, the kings of shit talking in the 209 it's all the same. The only reason that it is offensive to you is because this guy lost. And in all of a sudden he he can't he can't eat his words and say that he was the better man. Well, he gave him plenty of respect. He gave Nate Diaz a shit ton of respect. And secondly, Nate Diaz is an effing millionaire now because of that fight. The only All of it. It's amazing. It's it's an it's an incredible success for both of them. They they are both ridiculously rich from all of that crap talking because they they aren't even saying how much money those men made because of the amount of betting and the amount of tickets that were sold and the amount of pay-per-views. They all get shares of that. That's true, but I think what I I've watched a lot of press conferences and a lot yes. of interviews since then. Yeah. And I have yet to really see Conor McGregor talk about the fact that he basically got knocked out and that he tapped out. All he well, he didn't get knocked out. Okay, that he got he knocked submitted. to the round and that he tapped out. All he yeah. keeps saying is that 
he didn't use his energy efficiently. He didn't. And that he was fighting a bigger man. That's and right. And I'm just That's like. all true. I said, you both weighed the same. And it was your choice to go and fight a bigger weight class. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, is that you got punched a lot by your opponent and you tapped out. That's the truth. But see, here's the problem, Paula, is you're not realizing that when it's over, it's over. It's just like when you watch football. Do you think these guys hate each other all day, every day for 12 months a year for a three hour game? No. I mean, yes, there are some people who are far more full of swagger and ego but at the end of the day if they lose they're humbled i mean it's just and you move on and you do you can't continuously think that people are just assholes for their whole life even after they've been humbled because he's been very clear he gave him all the respect and that's all anybody wants after about is the respect i mean holly holm gave misha tate a shit ton of respect afterwards and misha gave it back haven't heard Nate Diaz say anything about him at all, you know, other than not surprised motherfuckers, which got retweeted like a million times. So it's it's about hype. It's about the personality, which is very rare to me. And it's like, I th- I actually love it that you hate him because you will always watch him wanting to lose. And that means you will plunk down the 60 bucks to watch him get his ass kicked again. And he did get humbled because guess what? Guess who's going back down to his fighting weight? Well, he Conor should. Rager. He should. He should have actually stayed there, and he should have been defending his belt in the first place. Well, there's nobody. He's cleaned out the weight class, which is why he went up. He has no one to fight. So hopefully, I believe. Well, he's not scheduled for a fight. I mean, for a while. But next is the John Jones thing, which is in April, which I cannot wait for. So, and that's the other thing that bof- that boggles the mind. <laughs> I just think it's so hypocritical. That he is busted for pot mm-hmm. and he didn't even like he, the only one he was technically hurting was, I guess, himself. Whereas John Jones, like he hurt other people and he was right. a reigning belt champion. Yeah, well, he got his belt taken away and he was kicked out of the UFC with no end date. And, and so now, now he's he's yeah. coming back and it's not even like he has to start from the bottom. They're immediately getting him giving him a title fight. They are. And he deserves I think that, right? I think that's like shitty. Oh, I don't. I, the thing is, is that you can't gauge every situation on the same level. It's not fair to do that to anybody. I mean, somebody gets arrested for drunk driving and someone gets arrested for a hit and run. They're both equally terrible, but the circumstances may be completely different. And it's not fair to say, well, you both did this or that. So you're both getting this. It's like, no, everybody's individual. Is it fair to be popped for pot and not ever fight again? No, absolutely not. And they went to court and he won and they fixed that. It's still a little excessive, but it's going. It's working itself out. They're trying to reduce his fines and all of that. A lot of it is his attitude. He has a bad attitude, and he's he goes out of his way to make it difficult. Whereas John Jones, he was nowhere near a scheduled fight. He was on his own free time. He was in his own neighborhood. He's clearly paid whatever price he had to pay to the city, to this woman, police, whatever. I mean, I, I know that he has a shit ton of probation and a lot of community service to do. I'm sure that he paid this woman millions of dollars. I, we don't even know. It's all been mediated out, but he didn't, po- he didn't test positive during any random drug test. He literally was kicked out of the UFC and he was, he lost his Nike endorsement, which is worth millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And he lost his belt and he's got to get it back from that Cormier dude. Yeah. Who almost beat him once before. Yeah. 
And so it'll be, to me, it's fair. It's fair to me. You know, he's, I mean, how, how long does someone have to pay the price? I think that any other person, like every, any other human being, if they did this and they would have lost their job indefinitely, they wouldn't be able to go back and get their job. Or if they were able to get their job back, they would have to start like from the ground up. Like he should have been like number 10 contender. He should have had to fight his way back up to the top. That's personally what I think. Right. I don't agree, but that's okay. Because I mean, there's a ton of football players and baseball players who have done far worse, who jump right back into their job a year or two later and continue on with their lives because that's their livelihood. You know? Yeah. That's, that's the nature of, of the business and athletics. It's all about money really mm-hmm. at the end of the day so anyway but speaking of fresh starts i'm kind of glad we got a little passionate about that because do you remember that really sexy felon from stockton who was in jail and his mugshot launched a thousand ships i remember everybody talking about it. i personally didn't find him all that sexy but yes i do recall that he was model handsome yeah i remember was, yeah mm-hmm. yes his name is jeremy meeks and he was from stockton and uh-huh. he went to jail for a gun charge okay he was released yesterday he served his time and immediately was signed by a modeling agency. <laughs> and what I like about it is the same premise of the John Jones thing, the Diaz brothers, the, you know, the opportunity for Conor McGregor to be humble. It's all the same thing. Everybody has should have the right to a fresh start. And this dude is being humble and he's like, I'm super grateful. I'm hoping that this will afford me the opportunity to turn over a new leaf, to have a new life, take care of his children. I think he has two kids and he's really looking forward to it. And I was like, you know what? Good for him. Good for him. Because I mean, and there's your average guy. Yeah. There's your average guy getting a chance after, you know, serving his time, paying the price and moving on. And I was looking at the thing and they they showed a picture of him with another model, like a real model. And I'm like, you know what? Not too shabby. I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to do really well. He probably never even thought about doing something like that. I mean, I'm sure everyone probably always told him he was attractive and things like that. But I mean, you know, especially... You know, and the Diaz brothers could attest to this. You know, Stockton, not a lot of good comes from that. No, it does not. It's it's a it's a rough it's a rough rough. uh, (laughs) It ain't a good place to you. You really have to work. You have to claw your way out of there. Sometimes it's a rough (laughs) blip on the California map. (laughs) It really is. It is. The Ugly Truth Podcast will always be free, so we appreciate you supporting the show by shopping on Amazon via our links on UglyTruth.com. Here's Jamie with her Amazon Pick of the Week. It's hard to fathom, but there are people out there that don't have Amazon Prime, and some you may even know. Maybe they ask for your login information so they can watch exclusive programming like Mozart in the Jungle or Transparent. Well, it's time. It's time to give the gift of Prime so they too can know your joy of free two-day shipping, instant streaming of movies, Amazon-exclusive television shows, and unlimited music. And just think of this. Every time they click Add to Cart, they will think of you. Give the gift of Amazon Prime. You can get this deal and literally anything you could ever want from Amazon and support our show at the same time by visiting UglyTruth.com slash shop. Thanks for helping out the truth. Let's get back to the show. I 
was listening to uh, I don't watch Jimmy um, what J- Jimmy Fallon. Yes. I just don't. I mean, he's I mean, he's got little snippets that are funny, but I am not someone who stays up and watches that kind of stuff. I, I never just been don't. a fan but of his. I've always found him kind of annoying. He's a little bit of an annoyance, but he is very successful and he is funny. He has good ideas and I think he has people surrounding yeah. him that have great ideas, too. He has good content, though. Yes. A- enough that you can watch it on YouTube and you're good. But... He did a hashtag the other day, like a week ago, siblings are weird, or my sibling is weird. Okay. And I was reading some of this stuff, and I told you to look up the hashtag. I don't know if you did. I did. Okay. The thing is, is that although we don't talk crap about each other, and we don't, we were different. Like We were, like, so united when we were kids. Even if we were weird, we were all weird together, right? Right. Yeah. But I was trying to think of some of the stuff that we did or that some of us did, you know, when we were kids where we would go, you know. And so I told you to try to think of some stuff that we did. And I have two that I could think of that I thought were funny and weird. Do you have do you have any? So I thought of one for each of you, actually. Oh, awesome. Well, let's hear it. Like you said, you know, we kind of banded together. So even though each of you did something weird, I probably didn't tell you guys that it was weird at the time. It was just something that I'm like, hmm, that's kind of weird. But I just (laughs) kept it to myself. So Allison, growing up, it was no secret that she was like the piggy one of the family. Her room was always (laughs) a mess. She never had clean laundry. She always had like dirty plates in her room. You know, that was just always famous. So whenever we had to go somewhere and like we had to like quick shower, get dressed, all of those things, mm-hmm. it would not be shocking that she didn't have clean underwear. And okay. so she would always go into mom's room and she would take mom's clean underwear and wear them. <laughs> and mom's underwear, it's not like they were fashionable or anything like that. No. They were these giant like granny panties. And so I just always thought it was weird because I'm just like, why are you wearing mom's underwear? But she would just go in there, steal a pair of mom's underwear and put them on and then just like work because she never had Allison never had clean underwear. So I just thought it was really weird. That is really weird. Stephanie used to keep a knife under her bed, a butter knife. Yes, I remember that. Because she thought that would help with intruders. You know what? She taught me and Allison to do that, too. So there were times where Allison and I would do that. And then mom would be like, why do you guys have butter knives in your bed? <laughs> so. It's like, because that's going to save us from a killer. So she would, like, take them out of our rooms and put them back into the... Oh, God. <laughs> why did we think a butter knife would help? Oh. So speaking of Stephanie, she always had violent mm. tendencies. In yes. the bathroom, she would teach us to... Cause, I don't know why mom's house was particularly, um, we desperately needed a pest control company in that house. It was an older home. I've never lived in a home that had more bugs or spiders than that house <laughs> did. But in yes. the bathroom particularly, whether it was like a pincher bug or a spider or something, Stephanie said, here, I want to show you something. And we're like, oh, okay. God. So she would spray the bug with hairspray and then she would light it on fire. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> so she did do that. Mm-hmm. Mom would always be like, what are these bird marks <laughs> in the corner of the ceiling <laughs> or, you know, on the floor or something like that? And so we'd be like, oh, Stephanie lit up, you know, sprayed the bug with hairspray and lit it on fire. Stephanie, oh. Denise! Oh, God, she did. She, was, In fact, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about that, she said, you know, if, if God exists and there is going to be an Armageddon, do you think I'm going to have to pay for that? Oh, for killing spiders with fire? She was quite aware of her weirdness. She knows that she did it, but I mean... <laughs> Or sometimes she would just spray hairspray and light it on fire just to watch the flame. I don't know what her passion. Frightening. She, yeah, she probably borders on that socio. It wouldn't surprise me when she died if we found out she was some sort of serial killer. <sighs> Maybe that's why she thinks she's going to die a violent death. She goes, it's only a matter of time. We're going to find like a jewelry box of like, you know, teeth or something. Trinkets. <laughs> you know. Mementos. <laughs> yeah. What do they call those? Like. I forget what they call it. Yeah, but, I know what you you're know. saying. Yeah. Well, we're not killers, so we don't know. So anyway. Okay. Well, I know one for you. Uh-oh, what? When you were growing up at home, you were really meticulous, okay. right? Okay. Super meticulous. Your clothes were always in order. Your sock drawers, everything was in perfect order, which should have been a clue that you had OCD. But Probably. back then, we didn't. no one knew what OCD was back then, except for the thousands of candy wrappers that you would shove and hide (laughs) everywhere in your room right (laughs) everywhere mom's like what is going on she's so clean and yet there's thousands of candy wrappers shoved in every corner of this room she used to come out with a bag full that should have been the clue that i was hypoglycemic or diabetic or something (laughs) right right god you did and and mom's like did you know about this and she and of course because i'm the oldest did you buy her this candy did you allow this i'm like me why is it me we live a block away from a 7-eleven are you kidding no it wasn't that me so funny that I was is getting so trouble funny. so true so speaking of you being the oldest <laughs> you are eight years older than me so by I the know. time i was old enough to actually remember anything you were already a teenager Right. And so I don't really remember you doing anything weird like as a youngster. I remember you being <laughs> weird as like a teenager. So okay. one thing you used to do is whenever you would have like a new boyfriend, you were yeah. always insistent that all of us like your boyfriend. So oh you would you would want us to be like, you know, here's my new boyfriend. Like, I really want you to like him. And you know, you'd want us to like, you know, get to know him and really like, you know, like him because it was important to you for some reason that we like your new boyfriend. And <laughs> so we're so like, weird. OK, well, no, it gets better. And so oh. then we'd be like, OK. And so then we would try and like, you know, like your new boyfriend and get to know him. And so as we got like closer and more friendly with your boyfriend, then you'd be like, no, get off. You're making, you know, this, this is making me uncomfortable. Like, you know, don't get too close to him, you know? And so it was like a very so like weird. passive aggressive kind passive of aggressive like boyfriend, like, you know, it. you know, don't get too close. Why are you sitting next to him, Paula? Gosh, do you have a crush on him? What's going on? And I'm just oh, like, God. you just told me to like your boyfriend. So like, what do you want me to do? You know? So it was just, so you dumb. were, you were very strange about your boyfriends, but you I know wanted- I don't even understand that. I, that is weird. But that's how that's you very were. Weird. That's how you were. Okay, I have a, I have another one for Stephanie. Oh, good. I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, do you have a lot for her? No, those were the oh. only ones I had. Oh, no, no, no. I have one for Stephanie. And I have one for myself, actually. But for Stephanie, my whole adolescent through high school life, 
the years in which you get a yearbook from school. Okay. Now elementary schools have yearbooks, which seems a little ridiculous to me, but seventh through 12th grade, you get a yearbook. Mm-hmm. Those six years, every year, somehow, Stephanie would go through the yearbook, find the ugliest person in the school that she deemed the ugliest person in the school. And then she would go into my yearbook and write an inscription from this person. And she would fool me almost every time. Because back in the day, you were allowed to pass your yearbooks around in class on yearbook day. You know, it wasn't like it is now where it's like, keep them out. Don't, don't, they're a distraction. You're not allowed to have those. Where back then it's like, yeah, everyone pass your yearbooks around to everyone in class. And so everybody would get their yearbook signed and it was really fun. So she would find a way. And so she'd be like, Dear Jamie, we had science together, and I just wanted you to know that I thought you were really pretty. I hope that you will notice me and say hello to me at school. Sincerely, you know, Bill Freud. And then she'd be, and then she'd put in parentheses, page 207. And then oh I'd have to. Oh my gosh, she is so morbid. I would go and look it up and be like, oh my God. <laughs> like, how did I not know this person? I never, ever, like, went and looked for this person, but she did it to me every single year, every year. And so then I started looking for it because I got worried. And I'm like, and then I would go and I would look at a signature and go, Stephanie, are you Bill Freud? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I hate you so much. I hate you. That is so funny. Oh she did my it all God. every year. And I and I almost I mean, towards the end I started to not fall for it because then she would get jokey smurf about it. But I mean, she literally did it to me for six years. <laughs> every year. It's like she looked forward with her. to it. She looked forward to it. She is so mm-hmm. weird. God. Well, you know what I used to do? What? I did it I started doing it to mom, but then I started doing it to Allison. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, I think it's because God. she it, she's an overreactor, you know? <laughs> so she had this uh, maroon Honda hatchback that she loved. So I would sneak into her car the night before, and I would turn on all the things, and I would blare her stereo. Oh, God. We did that to mom's car. So many times. But I, did, I used to do it to her regularly. I loved torturing her in that car. And so she'd turn it on, and I'd sneak out, and I'd watch out the window and see her go, ah! her arms would flail <laughs> I'd be like god damn it well you know she's not a morning person so I mean <laughs> none of us are but I was sitting there thinking oh my god I you know what I got so much joy out of doing that well you know what I used to do to Allison because she's so I don't want to say dumb but <laughs> she's just not very bright when it came to her diary she just would leave oh, that thing God. lying around, you know. But for some reason, she would just pour her heart out and, mm-hmm. and every truth into that thing. <laughs> and so I would read it. And then when yeah. I knew she did something really bad, I would drop like subtle hints to mom about something that she had done. <sighs> You're so Just bad. to kind of like, you know, clue mom into like, oh, you know, I just I kind of wonder about, you know, this or that or blah, 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 you know. And then mom would kind of just like, hmm, you know, I wonder. And then she would like oh, interrogate no. Allison. And I would be like, how did you know? Like, you know, something and just kind of <laughs> curious, like, so she would end up getting in trouble. <laughs> oh, God, that was always the best. 
well, I mean, how else was she going to know? And I always I felt that way because I was always the good one. And I'm like, and I would get in trouble for the stupidest things. And I'm like, I Allison know. is basically like, you know, she's like Satan, mom. She's living the sinful life and she gets, she never gets in trouble for anything. And, and I get in trouble for like everything. And I That's never so do it. And I'm like not even doing anything that bad. Well, I used to get in trouble for things that you guys did. Why did you let her do that? I know. What do you mean? What do, what do you mean? What did I do? It's like, you know better. You're the old one, Jamie. God. I Whenever, and Stephanie would know that I would get in deep trouble if, if I said that I hit, if she, if she ever said that I hit her, I would get in severe trouble. So if I did something or I irritated her to a point of no return, she would tell mom that I hit her. <laughs> God. And then it was like pure hell for me. Do you remember we tried to hit ourselves and leave hand marks and then go oh, out yeah. to the living room and then yes. like show mom. the hand marks to mom? Yes. Isn't that ridiculous? Absolutely. No, you know what was worse is when we would take the vacuum and we'd run <gasps> it back and forth on the the carpet to make the vacuum marks to show that we vacuumed it. I'm like, why didn't we just why turn didn't the we damn, just vacuum? Why didn't we just turn the damn thing on? <laughs> <laughs> like wouldn't it just so- wouldn't that lazy. just worked? But we would literally listen for mom's car. We were like, we hear the car. Hurry, everyone. Like, make the lines. And yeah, we would we rub ridiculous. the run the vacuum back and forth on the carpet really fast to make the vacuum marks. Yeah. And like, I don't know. We're so stupid. Oh, latchkey kids. Latchkey kids and their adventures. Dumb. But it's ridiculous. In a, in a redeeming note, the one thing I did is Allison was probably five and she had she was a late sleeper, like you said. She's not a morning person. She could sleep until eleven o'clock every day of her life since she was a small child. She woke up and she was really upset. And we were still living. You were, I mean, well, what what were you? Maybe a two year old, one one or two. I mean, you were. Really I had little. to have only been one because I think Allison's four years older than me. Yeah, so we were still living in the house where our parents lived before they got divorced. So it was a really long time ago. And she woke up really distraught and we were like, what's wrong? And the thing is, is that, um, you know, Allison and I, of the four of us, although we're all very close, Allison and I have the most, we're the most different. And yes. so we, it wasn't that we didn't get along. We just didn't have a lot in common growing up. And mm-hmm. so for whatever reason, she was really distraught and it made me feel really sad. And I I really wanted to comfort her. And that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. And so she had had a horrific nightmare and she was really upset about it. And so I decided that we were going to ensure that she never had this nightmare again. Because Stephanie, of course, was part of it. And so I decided to become a sketch artist. And she was going to have to tell me what this <laughs> creature looked like. And I drew it. And it was a big, scary, like, ostrich-like bird with mean eyes. And I drew it for her. And I said, is this the thing? And she's like, yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> because we were really dramatic. <laughs> really dramatic we could have had our own film company back then so then i took the paper and i ripped it to shreds i go it will never bother you again allison as god is my witness i mean it was crazy crazy oh my god we did stuff like that all the time Yes, and we I, I think she never had that. Kids. We were. Well, I weird. was just thinking about the time where I don't know why I did this. <laughs> why do we do anything? I was in the bathroom and there was some lip liner, 
and I okay. drew it across my forehead and I got added some <gasps> makeup and I pretended like I cut my forehead really bad and I went into oh, the living room I'm like mom ow <gasps> she's like oh she my did. god what happened <laughs> you're so awful no wonder I'm you like, got in like, trouble nothing. and she's just like what are you doing <laughs> that's my lip liner that is my Clinique lip liner she's like, how expensive she's that like is. don't you ever do that again <laughs> I like, don't know. What is wrong with me? This is weird. I don't know. And we would do we that all weird. the time. We would take like purple eyeshadow and yellow. We'd like make bruises and stuff. Oh like God! That. What? what like, you know, sometimes the Barbie play would get a little too real. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, we would play, and then suddenly we're like in this need. We're like in up to our eyeballs in drama with these Barbies. <laughs> and sometimes it ended in fisticuffs. It's like I, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> right. I'm gonna. Like, out of here this shit's getting wait too wait real. we're playing no i don't want to play with Lindsay anymore no she's a terrible person she's a terrible person like, get out of here we'll throw her off a cliff don't worry She'll god we were back. insanely funny to me though <laughs> kids don't play like that anymore it's so well, i don't know that kids any other kids ever played like ever that, played Jamie. you're right you know and that's why i maintain that if we were if we looked like you know like jennifer lawrence or um any of these really gorgeous stars we would have been ridiculously famous <laughs> we would have been the meryl streeps of sacramento Either if we could have been discovered put in some sort of home i don't know <laughs> as long as we were together it wouldn't really matter would it <laughs> so speaking of the ridiculously famous yes see now this is this is what i wonder if what? i was just me which i am mm-hmm. me and I was in my hotel room walking around naked and someone was filming me from the next room. Yes. Would I get $55 million uh, if I sued at that hotel? That's what I want to know. I believe you would. And I'll tell you why. We're talking about Aaron Andrews. Yes. And I did want to touch on this just briefly because it's kind of old news now. But to me, some people reacted strangely to it now i am not one of these women who are like hardcore like men are the worst people on the planet and women rule and it's nothing like that but i've heard a lot of comments how this has forwarded this has made her career better and all this stuff and i said you know what if that was my daughter that man would be lucky to be in prison because i would kill him right it is it is an invasion unlike it's like the revenge porn it's like you know, when ex-boyfriends post nudie pictures of their ex-girlfriends on the internet and you can never scrub those off. It's They're on there for good. It's a total violation. It's awful. It is. And the thing is, is this guy was, yes, he's 100% the criminal, but the Marriott, they were so negligent in allowing this human to get near someone who is a per- a well-known person. I wouldn't even see negligent. I think they would I would say they were purposeful. Well, I don't think that whoever gave him the room uh, request and told the, him what room she was in did it to be an asshole. I don't think they were paid. Maybe they were paid, but I we, you can't prove any of that, but they were it was negligent in the fact that they weren't thinking that this was unusual. 
And so to me, the Marriott is absolutely responsible totally. and they, they absolutely should be paying her. And they asked for an exorbitant amount of money to make a point. It, I don't think she, she doesn't need it. It's the point of proving how at fault you are for these poor choices, whether it's poor employees, poor training, being completely naive. I don't really know. But, you know, when you hit and kill someone, even if it's an accident, you're going to pay. Yeah. So to me, it's the same premise. The, the thing that I hated about it was like, well, if it wasn't for this video, you know, she, her career has been has been improved by it. I'm like, really? Because she's doing Dancing with the Stars. She's doing award shows. She was a journalist. She's not a journalist anymore. Now she's just a talking head. And just because she's attractive doesn't mean that this forwarded her career. Even if she looked like a manatee, that's not the point. Because it what so because she's not fat and gross, it's less humiliating. I don't agree with that. Dancing with the Stars is actually a pretty big gig, by the way. But it's not hard hitting journalism. It's not, but. Well, why did she stop doing hard-hitting journalism? She's not taking... Well, she, I wouldn't say hard-hitting. She worked for ESPN. But but she was a sports journalist. And to me, it's like, that's not... Dancing with the Stars is not a sports journalist job. Well, why did she stop doing sports journalism? She couldn't... She can't get gigs. I mean, she does... I've seen her do some sideline stuff during football games, but it's very inconsistent. Her reputation is not more like now she's just the girl that we saw naked and you know sports is a men's club anyway it's not an easy path and so i think that because of this situation i think is why she's getting these less than journalistic jobs because she has to maybe I just was curious if an average Joe would get that kind of money. That was the only thing I was curious about. Because um, I, I would be less inclined to believe that an average person would get that, would would reap that kind of a settlement. You know what? I do. I just don't think that we would have heard about it. Maybe. And the thing is, is they're saying she probably won't even get that. She'll get the portion from the Marriott, but not from mm-hmm. the gentleman. No, he's a criminal. He's disgusting. And I saw his his interview when they were interviewing him on his crime. And he did not care. He was so horrible. Well, just he's a obviously a, a terrible individual. So. I mean, just the worst kind of person. So, the but only yes. part I found kind of annoying was is she says, I just feel like my, you know, boyfriend doesn't look at me the same. And I'm just like, would you? Just, she could have. She could have left that out. I'm like, would you just drop it with the boyfriend already? <laughs> I know. I just, it's I, like, he's not even your husband. Well, it's she like, just keeps bringing up this boyfriend. And I'm just like, God, I'm like... Uh, that makes no sense to me and I would not have mentioned that and I, I don't understand why she mentioned it and unless she's trying to say it's affecting every aspect of my life she just brings up the boyfriend all the time as like a I think she just she's such an opportunist when it comes to that boyfriend yes as a way well, to try and you know make him like this big part of her life and I'm like I'm sure he's a big part of your life but it doesn't mean he's gonna make him propose to you so just leave I know it. it's like why do you keep saying that <laughs> It's just like, God, I would never. He's still your, I'd be like, wait, he's still your boyfriend? He hasn't proposed to you like, yet? What are you doing? I like, just, why are you still with this like, boyfriend? She's like, I just feel like my boyfriend doesn't see me as the girl. And I'm like, your boyfriend bleh. maybe doesn't want to marry you. I'm like, God, maybe he's I'm not like, the one. Leave it. Just leave it. The Uggs know if you're going to go out in public, it's best that you at least do a lip and a clip. To help out, Paula has your lip and clip tip of the week brought to you by the Ugly Truth Avon store. Here's Paula. Right now, Avon is having a killer deal on their Glimmer Sticks eyeliner, lip liner, and brow liner. 
and their True Color eyeshadow products. If you order right now, you can pick any three items for just $8.99. That's a screaming deal. I personally use the Glimmer Sticks black and brown eyeliners daily. The True Color Duo eyeshadows make for a very easy and neat combination. Don't miss out on your chance to get three of these great items for just $8.99. Stay pretty, my friends. Get this and tons of other lip and clip favorites from our Avon store at UglyTruth.com slash shop. And now, once again, here are the Uggs. I'd say love was a magical flame I'd say love would keep us from pain Had I been there Had I been there Well, before we continue with our hodgepodge, let's go ahead and do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Oh, Okay. Mine was another uh, volume control issue. Um, I know. I seem to be having a lot of these lately. But um, (laughs) Olivia is taking an art class through the Parks and Recreation. uh, Which I love, by the way. Yes, she's enjoying it very much. And so So cute. While she's in the art class, Ryan and I are waiting in the main lobby of the Park and Recreation building. And so there's lots of things going on at that time. There's a karate class going on. There's like a little soccer class going on. And so Mm -hmm. we're in the main lobby and there's lots of people in there kind of just waiting around and, you know, milling about and such. So Ryan and I are sitting there and we're thumbing through the catalog, looking at all the different classes that you could take. And I get to the adult section and there's a <laughs> there's a uh, a flag football class that you can take or a flag football league that you can join. And I for said, adults for adults. And so okay. I said, hey, Ryan, I'm like, look at this. And I'm like, I could take flag football. What do you think about that? And he's like, well, mom, he's like, you and I both know it'd probably be more tackle football than flag football if you were in it. And I'm like, well, I said, you raise a valid point. <laughs> My son knows me well. Yes. We we don't take kindly to uh, not being competitive. <laughs> oh, and so I was reading the description, you know, in a very funny voice. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm like, oh, it runs June to August or blah, blah, blah. And this and that. And da, 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 da. And then I get to the price and I'm like, it's only. And I'm like, $635. And I was just like, <laughs> suddenly I, it's not funny anymore. I was shocked because I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> And so I said it so loud, That's though, expensive. people, it was like that moment in the movie where everyone stops <laughs> and like, even the, the clock stopped ticking and it just <laughs> stared at me. Everyone stared at me. And I was just like, I'm like, sorry. What? It's a lot of money. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, That's a lot. You know? So I just like looked at wow. it. And Ryan's like, Oh my God, mom. Like he was You're just like, so Oh, is he, is he already getting to the age where you embarrass him? Your well, sheer existence embarrasses him. I I embarrass them all the time, but I know. this particular time he's just like that was really loud. <laughs> and so <laughs> I said I didn't mean to be that loud. I was just so astonished at the price. We do have issues with controlling the sound of our voice. Well, it's just to me, I'm just like for flag football, six hundred and thirty-five dollars. I couldn't believe it. That's crazy. I mean, it's for like three months. And I'm just like, that's, you know, unless, a month? unless I'm getting like an NFL for one person. Yes, for one that's person. Too much. 
And I'm like, unless I'm getting, you know, going to a freaking NFL camp, I'm not paying that kind (laughs) of, right? Not to, you know, grab a flag off another person's body. I mean, forget that. That's stupid. So anyways, I just was absolutely astonished and apparently my astonishment came through loud and clear for everybody everybody else (laughs) everybody else in the room to hear so we all know your financial limit on flag football now it was so yeah it was embarrassing i mean i just i don't know well it was ridiculous it was ridiculous it is that is ridiculous and it was probably worth the volume control issue but i i just i didn't realize how astonished i was until everybody stopped and (laughs) stared at me that's funny oh well. even the clock stopped ticking it yes. felt like it yeah this i mean this is awkward because it, th- this is kind of along the same lines as a volume control issue but it's more of a not the volume control it was more um a little too i was i just got a little too in your face and it wasn't even on purpose like i wasn't even angry it was just uh, a spacing issue and I made someone really uncomfortable okay. and it was an accident but I was a little nervous already so I kind of was already like not fully you know how I get you know how we get we get weird awkward sometimes with, sure. around people we just first me anyway so there's a little boy that Malia likes and uh oh. we have a rule we have a rule in this house that you're not allowed to date until you're 16 well this boy likes her as well and now we can't control what happens at school and we've always said that you know we're not gonna like go to the school and try to separate you you know it's just you can't go out on dates until you're 16 that's just our rule it's been this way since we started having children Mm -hmm. and it's a rule that i'm comfortable with and it is a no there is just no break there's no wiggle room on that however group dates or when there's multiple people going you know, that is a not a date. That's a group of kids going right. to something. Yeah. And he happens to be the one that wants to take her. And so Malia goes, I know you're going to say no, but Logan would like to take me to this park and rec event. And a bunch of my friends are going and we're all going to the, the mom is actually picking up a bunch of people and he wants me to go with them. And I said, are they all boys? And she said, no, actually, some of them are her friends on cheer. And there was like a variety of kids, like five or six of them were going in one car. But it was like a lot of kids at her school were going. And I said, let me think about it. And I said, well, if I can meet this kid and the mother, then yes, I would be willing to say yes. And she's like, "Okay, great. Daryl, of course, had turned white. And he's like, I I don't like the looks of this. I don't like the sound (laughs) of this at all. And I said, look. We can't keep her from having a social life. We just can't. We're just not letting her go out on dates. You know, this is different. And he's like, yeah, I agree. Now, I had anxiety about it. I woke up the night before with a stomach ache thinking that this woman was going to kidnap her or something because I'm very protective. But I got over myself. So it's the evening of the dance. And I told Malia and Mackenzie, her oldest sister, is with me. And we're sitting on the couch watching TV. And I told Malia, I said... I can't wait to meet this boy. (laughs) She's like, mom, don't scare him. And I said, no, it'll be fine. And Daryl was driving like a bat out of hell because he was trying to get home before she left. So she, so he could meet this boy too. And the mother, and I said, Malia, this can only go poorly. They, They better be on their best behavior. I mean, really. As protective as you are when we go out, Paula, that's how I am when it comes to this kind of thing. Right. So... 
it's going to take a lot for me to be impressed. So I'm already a little on edge. So the the meter is basically at zero. They have to make it go up. That's right. So the doorbell rings and Malia goes running to the door. I'm like, stop! You will not run out of this house. Right. I turn to Kenzie and go, let's go. So we get up and we run to the door and there is this (laughs) dorky, tall kid. He's not a nerd. He plays football. He's just... A kid. He's and that's the thing is that you know you build all this up in your mind, and then the reality hits you, and you're like, oh my god, like you're just a little boy. You know, this Basically. is he does not he does not look like a douchebag. He's you know not one of these kids who thinks he's Justin Bieber, if that's even the cool thing anymore. He's just some kid, you know, wearing normal clothes and just kind of dorky. And I was like, oh, you must be Logan. He goes, hi, and I go, hello, and I nice meet you. And he's tall and. And, you know, very clean cut kid. And I said, where's your mother? And so he goes, oh, she's in the car. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to go meet her. Because I, not some stranger is not just, I mean, what if it's like his big brother or his yeah, dad? Yeah, did he not get the memo that the plan was to meet the kid and the mom? Well, he did. I think the mother was hesitant. So I go walking down the stairs and it's raining. And I practically run into her. Oh, so she was was coming coming to the door. Okay. And I go, hi. I go, you must be Logan's mom. And she goes, yeah. And so, and I'm like, we're almost touching boobs. (laughs) And I didn't back up. Why? I think I was asserting my dominance. You should have invited her in. It was raining. Well, we walked towards the, we ultimately walked towards the porch, you know, the entryway where there's no rain. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, you must be Logan's mother. Now, I don't know what I look like (laughs) when I'm nervous or when I'm trying to make sure that my daughter isn't going to be sold into slavery. So she goes, oh, hello. And I said, I go, hi, I'm Jamie. And she goes, hi. And she goes, are you the mother? (laughs) And I go, yes, I am. And what else would you be? Well, she thought I was her sister. You weren't even, but you were like 30 when Malia was born. It's not I'm even like you that. were young. I know. Well, I know. It wasn't like I was a teenage daughter, but I think my aggressive stance and walking right up to her and, you know, doing a boob, boob bump right. was a little off-putting. Perhaps. And probably not your usual mother, mother greeting. And so she goes, oh, are you the mother? And I go, "Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. And then all of a sudden I get like, why? What of it? You know, and I'm like, okay, wait, I've got to stop this. I've already already (laughs) talked. I've already met her breasts. I've already affronted, you know, accosted her in the driveway. I need to like reboot and start fresh. Right. And it just never, (laughs) it never happened. We walk up to the door where it's not raining and I go, I've seen the back of your son, but I've never, you know, and in my mind, I wanted to say, I've only seen your son's ass because he walks her to the car and then turns around and he's so tall. All I see is his butt. I didn't want to say that. So I just said, I've only seen the back of your son, never seen the front. So it's nice to finally meet Logan. And and, Ken, and Kenzie is hysterical. Malia is like, <laughs> I want to leave now. And so, and I kept grabbing Malia, like holding her. And I said, well, I hope you guys drive safe. And then the mother goes, well, of course I will. And I'm like, all right, I hate you a lot. Yeah, what's with and the attitude? I almost wanted to just say, you know what? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Bye, not happening. Nope, 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 nope. But I think I made her uncomfortable, and um, because of my aggressive approach, I don't. 
don't understand. Do people not like meet one another these days? I mean, no, they but- do. But I think I, I think I surprised her a bit because I came flying around the corner like she's not leaving with my child until I meet whoever's driving this vehicle. <laughs> so in my mind, I had something else going on and she was just getting out of the car to come and meet me. And so I think it was just a clash. It's kind of like one of those things where when you meet someone, you just you never get on the right foot. It's always off by one beat. I don't and you think can- you were the awkward one here. I mean, to be honest, I think that if you're going to someone's house, her and the son should have come to the door together. Right. That should have just happened. I mean, yes. I, I don't know why they wouldn't have. And I don't know why the son would have come separately and why she was following separately. I mean, that's just weird. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's especially it's raining and it's just like, you know, get right. your shit together. I mean, it's just like, what what's mm-hmm. going on here? I know. You know and then I it's just... just like, well, you know, drive safely. Well, of course I will. It's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, it's just like, I'm just trying to make small <laughs> conversation here. And it's like, you're just being dumb about this. You know, I mean, this is the first time I'm meeting you. I'm sending my kid here. Obviously, our kids like each other. I don't know how many other girls you've ever picked up before and how many <laughs> right. other you just drive safely but you know this is the first time i'm ever sending my child in your right whatever car that is or you know yes. it's just, i just yes. i get where you're coming from and i, I do i don't I, think you were being I, you know i mean maybe it was the whole thing was awkward but i think that they were contributing to the awkwardness in my opinion you know the thing is is that most parents are not accustomed to parents caring most parents don't have to deal with parents who actually care about their children. Well, my at this children, age, my kids and their friends are in a world for in a world for her because. Well, it's not even that. It's just that, you know, like Malia will tell me that her friends love coming to our house. Her her friends have said that they love to see me and Daryl together because they're like, that's the way it's supposed to be. Her friend has said I hope that when I get married, it's like this because they love our family. They love the way we work. I mean, you know, we clearly we have our issues, but I mean, overall, we are a, a family that works. Mm-hmm. And and I think what's sad about that is that we are we should not be the exception to the rule. Kids get to a certain age and the parents are like, oh, God, fine. You're you're finally independent and on your own and you don't have to I don't have to deal with, you know, the thing anymore of, you know, dealing with other parents. And I'm like, what? No. But to me, I mean, the thing that was awkward was that we practically bumped breasts. We were literally centimeters away from touching each other's boobs. (laughs) And she's like six feet tall, by the way. So it was like I practically motorboated her. So it was not comfortable (laughs) for me. And the thing is, is I couldn't recover. I never recovered. And that was the problem. Yeah. Uh, But you're right. I don't think parents are accustomed to doing this anymore. You know, you do the play dates when they're five and six. But after a while, you don't expect parents to want to meet you, which I think is weird because I will always do that. Yeah, they probably just assume that they trust their kid's judgment or something. And well, that's you know, foolish. Yeah, that's weird. No, I I would never be OK with that. I mean, I know. And that's good. That's the way it should be, by the way. Everybody should meet parents of children that your kids hang out with. You can learn a lot. Yeah, I think so. I think so for sure. Well, that's unfortunate. But I mean, I'm glad that you, you know, stood your ground and still, you know, (laughs) literally (laughs) did your little checkoff list. Yeah, stood your ground, even though it meant, you know, going face to face with some boobs. But, you know, yes. But anyway, I I think you win. But um, because mine was tainted with a little bit of negativity. 
Yeah, it was just plain funny. No, yours, yours was still good, though. I mean, so. Oh, and speaking of, I had lunch with some high school friends yesterday. I wanted to tell you about it, actually. Yeah. It, it went well. Good. Shockingly. I was really surprised, actually. And we're, we're going to do it again. Good. And I said, you know, I'm not a person who does lunches. I don't do lunch, but the margaritas helped. <laughs> so we, I can't drink in the middle of the day. Well, actually, it was, I can't drink at all, but that's just, you It know. was 11 in the morning, and oh I, was, I was not hungry. But, you know, everybody has kids to pick up from school, so we wanted to make it early so okay. that we didn't have to, like, rush out of there like it was a work lunch. So were you driving drunk to pick up Malia? <sighs> no, I wasn't drunk. The margaritas were good, but they weren't strong. Okay, that's good. What's funny is that, you now Debbie and I, we had gotten together once before already, and so and we had a blast, and we've been keeping in touch. Well, this other friend, Becky, we knew each other in high school, but we weren't like in the same social circles, but we knew each other and we were friendly. And she was somebody that I would definitely just one of those people that we have a lot in common and our kids kind of do the same sports. And so we had we had a lot of commonalities. They're really into going to the Napa Valley. And, you know, we love that, too. So I was looking forward to talking to her and meeting her after so many years. The thing is, is that and this is not an insult. You have a friend. I can't remember. Is, I don't know if it's Tracy. Which, who's the one where the dad drives the minivan? Oh, that's Tracy and Rob. Yeah. Okay. They're very much like that. Super cool people. The nicest people you'll ever meet. Super suburban. Yeah. You know, really into the minivan, soccer type people. They, uh-huh. they go running. Nothing wrong with it. It's just that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I may be suburban to some degree because of where we live, but I don't, I just, I'm. I have a hard time with the that kind of lifestyle I feel I feel restrained somehow but some people really flourish in it and like I think you do I think you love that lifestyle yeah I think Tracy and Rob probably are good to embrace it because um they grew up in the Bay Area and then they also lived in San Diego Mm -hmm. so they've done all the rest of the stuff so they're cool so now they've settled in so they're kind of cool with it now because they have kids and and stuff I kind of think that's where Becky and her husband are. They did, you know, they got married very young. Well, I mean, they were 22. They got married at 22. They did have some adventures. Then they had their children. And then they've kind of settled into the suburban life. Their youngest is Malia's age. So they're getting ready to move on to another phase as well. So it was really funny, though, because I said at some point after the second margarita, I looked at her and I said, if you drove a minivan, I don't even want to hear about it. (laughs) And she's like, she leaned over. And this is how I know we're going to be friends. She goes, I had a Ford Windstar with built-in child seats. Bring it. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. You really embraced it, didn't you? She's like, I did. And I was like, well, I mean, have some pride, I suppose. I mean, if you're going to do it, go all the way, right? I mean, that's all you can do. Well, I mean, hey, sometimes I've thought about it before because, I mean, you know, when Victor's daughter's here and there's the five of us, I mean, sometimes I'm just like, dang, I'm like, extra space would be nice and minivans are not that expensive in comparison to having like a larger suv stop it no 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 no. i'm not saying i would ever do it but what i'm saying is is that when you look at like you know the cost effectiveness and the gas and all of that stuff i'm just like i can see why people do the minivan thing you know uh yeah you know our dad bought one and he returned it within a month because he hated it so bad (laughs) he hated it he's like why did we do this get rid of it he hated it so yeah we're we'll definitely get together again and Hopefully it'll be even funner. But I told her, I'm like, look, we have a lot in common. I felt like I was on a blind date. 
you know, it's like I've known this person through social media and, you know, we had the same school in common and we had some friends in common. But, you know, it's kind of like meeting a new person to potentially try on as a partner. You know, it was really funny how I felt like it felt like a blind date almost. But we ended up hitting it off. And uh, I hope that she asked me out again sometime. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, one last thing. The time change happened today. This show drops on Sunday, which means the time change happened. Not looking forward to it. Not going to be a great week. It's going to spring spring forward if you haven't already. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. I hate this one. And I want them to abolish it forever. I hate it. Well, I mean, some states don't even acknowledge me. I know. It's almost enough to make me want to move there. To Arizona? Yeah. Well, no, I could never do that. So, too hot. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, our new listeners. Welcome. Welcome to the uh, fold. And for our veteran listeners, thank you for constantly coming back. We appreciate your patronage. Uh, be sure to check out our Facebook page and our Twitter. We are always active on those sites. So if you uh, can't get enough of The Ugly Truth with our podcast, then be sure to check out our Twitter and Facebook pages as well. Have a fabulous week, and we will talk to you later, friends. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Ugly Truth today. We hope you come back next week for an all-new episode of The Sisters with No Filters. And don't forget to follow The Uggs on Facebook and Twitter. You can get all the details on our website at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. 